819 on the Crosstalk on WICM. In today's headlines, uh, is it a shocker? I get a couple of uh, text messages from people that have said, yeah, I heard that Jennifer Schilling wasn't going to run uh, a while ago. And uh, now it's true, so I guess it's not that big a news. Our guest this morning uh, is uh, Steve Doyle, who is, as far as I know, still going to stay in the... Uh, you're going to run for uh, re-election when it's your turn and stay in the Assembly? Steve, you're not changing careers, are you? Well, good morning, Mike, and uh, that is my current plan. Okay. <laughs> That's a great answer for a politician. My current plan, <laughs> and currently it's a uh, three, two, one. Here's a new plan. So I don't know. So right away, did did you have an inkling that uh, that uh, Representative Schilling, that Jennifer Schill, Senator Schilling, was not going to run for office? Well, she had uh, mentioned to a, a few people that uh, she liked the idea of being able to spend more time with her family, and you know I certainly respect that. Uh, she's got uh, a couple of boys who are growing up, and you know you never get those years back. So uh, I think that she's probably making the right choice to spend some time at home a little bit. Oh, sure. I totally understand uh, family as a reason, in particular since her, her boys are now old enough to be f- fun to be around. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, uh, they're actually adult kids, but uh, you still get to play with them and interact with them and, and have a different kind of life with them. So I certainly understand that. And so you've had 24 hours to consider a run for the 32nd Senate seat. Well, certainly I've thought about it, and, you know, as I mentioned to Brad Williams yesterday, you never say never, but I like being in the Assembly. Uh, I've, you know, been there for nine years now, and with the turnover in actually both houses of the legislature, uh, I've got quite a bit of seniority, so uh, I actually feel like I'm able to get a lot of stuff done uh, right where I'm at. Well, let's talk a little about uh, some of that. As a, a senior member of the Assembly, what are your most powerful uh, 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 responsibilities? Well, actually, I fit into kind of a unique situation. Uh, coming from actually a Republican-leaning district, I am very much a middle-of-the-road guy, which means that the Republicans like to work with me. So I tend to be kind of the go-to guy when the Republicans are looking for you know, some bipartisan support on a particular bill. Uh, they they like to give me a call. I like to call them when I uh, have ideas that I think can uh, go through the, the legislature with some, some bipartisan support. That's actually fairly unique in Wisconsin because we're so polarized right now. Uh, it, it's, it, you know, national level, state level, you name it. it it's kind of, uh, you know, poison. I try to bring a breath of fresh air to, uh, you know, working together. In fact, I, last night I was texting back and forth with um, Tyler August, who is the uh, Speaker Pro Tem of the Assembly, uh, Republican, member of leadership, uh, I would call Tyler a friend. And you don't see too much of that in government these days. And so if there's something I can bring to the process, it's being able to work on both sides. Is it is it honestly possible, and you don't even have to name names, can you be friends with a person uh, while still disagreeing sometimes vehemently with their uh, standing on an issue? Can you, can you still be friends with that person, even though you know in your heart of hearts they are completely and totally wrong? Yeah, you can if you show respect. And people ask me all the time, why are you still on the county board? Don't you get tired of that now that you're in the state legislature? And 
my answer in that is always the same. I like being on the county board because we argue like cats and dogs on the board floor, and then afterwards we go have a beer together and we get along just fine. We show each other a lot of respect. We get a lot of stuff done. That's the message that I've tried to deliver in the state legislature, too. And there are people that uh, I get along with very well, don't necessarily agree with them on many issues, but, uh, you know, you don't have to talk about politics. You talk about your family, you talk about the Packers, you talk about the weather, whatever the case may be. Uh, You don't have to be constantly fighting, even if you disagree on what day of the week it is. <laughs> well, and it's nice to know that Steve, I'm a conduit, Doyle, uh, still exists uh, to the point where everybody knows that you're available to talk with, and maybe they can convince you that uh, working with them on an issue and vice versa, you convincing them, uh, is a possibility to actually get something done for the people. You know, what you just got to do is find the issues that there's common ground on. And in this last session, you know, the one that I worked on a lot was uh, suicide prevention. You know, that's not a Democratic or Republican issue. That's a human interest issue. And we came up with a package of bills that, uh, you know, have gone through the state assembly. And uh, some of them have been signed by the governor already. So hopefully we'll pass the Senate and likewise go to the governor. You know, we didn't argue uh, on those issues. We sat down, hashed out uh, different ideas, and uh, came up with a package of bills. It can be done. <laughs> I, I'm curious. I know that you're not uh, on any agricultural uh, boards or committees, but I'm real curious to know. And it was brought up by the uh, the story, uh, the headline, and the photograph on the front of. Uh, the WIZM uh, website of farmers dumping milk. There has got to be a way to connect farmers who have milk with people who drink milk. Uh, I know that the laws in Wisconsin don't allow that, but there are plenty of states that have uh, dairy farms that do allow it. Is there even a reasonable chance that, uh, that Wisconsin could change things in an effort. And I'm not even talking about, I know that raw milk is a, a whole nother animal, but uh, a million years ago, I lived in Kansas and could drive right down the street and buy a gallon of pasteurized milk right out of that big steel uh, container, fill it, uh, fill a uh, jug with milk, bring it home, let it separate. I tried to make butter once, never did that again. Laura Ingalls Wilder has my great respect. Uh, but uh, that kind of milk is delicious, it's inex- inexpensive, and it helps that farmer. Why can't we do that in Wisconsin, the dairy land of America? Well, you know, I think that what we have to do is try to be creative in the current environment. And it's tragic when you, you know, hear what's going on in the farming community and in particular the dairy community. You know, so we need to be open to different ideas. Obviously, health departments are going to be concerned to make sure that the standards are being met for, you know, purity and safety. Uh, But I think once you get past that... Hopefully there are some things that, that we can look at. Obviously, raw milk was very controversial, and there were bills that had been introduced that uh, never went anywhere. And then after a sports team up north uh, all came down sick after drinking uh, raw milk, we haven't had any bills introduced for that in the legislature since then. Uh, but there have got to be different methods of delivery. And, uh, you know, the, the federal government really is more in charge of agricultural policy, and they've screwed that up pretty well. Uh, but there's got to be some things that we can do at the state level 
especially in these times where it's gone from bad to worse. Oh, there's no question. And, and, and you're right. The federal government has a great deal of uh, control and that's always unfortunate. But if it exists in other states, it can exist in Wisconsin. And I'm getting texts from people who say, I know people who would benefit greatly from the consumption of milk and they can't afford to buy it. That's really sad when you see a photograph of thousands of gallons of milk being dumped on the ground. Steve Doyle, thanks. I know you're not on an agriculture committee, but maybe when we get back to some semblance of normal, you can uh, you can find yourself a seat and get to that table and help those of us who would like to help farmers. If